0: Here in Orlando, Florida, O-Town Compost is leading the composting revolution, recycling organic waste into a nutrient-rich resource. Join Charlie Pioli, founder of O-Town Compost, as we hear from the nation's leading voices behind the grassroots community composting movement. Welcome to the Community Composting Podcast.
1: Please rate and review on whichever podcast platform you're listening to if you feel like this is good content and you're learning a lot about composting hi welcome to episode number eight i'm here with vanessa balta with the city of winter park florida vanessa is the sustainability and permitting planner and she oversees the implementation of the city of winter park sustainability action plan and manages all sustainability related projects and keep winter park beautiful programs thank you so much vanessa for joining me on the community composting podcast we were just laughing about how you're the first uh public official or servant (laughs) because you know i am not gonna dig into you too deep um yeah i'm I'm, the
0: first let's be nice yeah
1: Yeah, and I, I know that with any municipality, there's a, a lot of bureaucracy and there's, you know, systems in place that, you know, they're, they're, for a good reason, there isn't just power with one individual. So I am excited that you're here, though. And we have a, a number of subscribers in Winter Park Uh, I think we're up to 20 now and a handful of commercial clients. So I, you know, I think we first met each other when you reached out to me saying, Charlie, you need to get that solid waste hauling permit. And I was like, oh, shoot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I automatically became the the public heavy. (laughs) I was like, you don't have the right permit.
1: Um, yeah. that's
0: right the benefit of that um, that that permit that you have is that, that that's our registered waste haulers permit program and the benefit of that is that it provides us with some data in terms of what our haulers are hauling so we obviously have a franchise agreement we don't have a solid waste division um, like some cities do uh, we we have a contract we have a franchise agreement with waste pro they haul um, depending on uh, the, the materials for us um, and then, uh, but there are certain things that are not exclusively waste pros. And so those are like kind of like, you know, um, things that are out in the open market. So we wanna track those things. So we have an idea of, of what's being collected, what's being recycled and how that can help us get to, you know, our greater like sustainability action goals. So sorry about that. <laughs>
1: no, no, no worries at all. Um, Yeah, and tell me a little bit about what Winter Park has done in the past to divert waste from the landfill, Um, I guess, specifically food waste and what the plans are for uh, Winter Park in the future to... uh, Does Winter Park have like a zero waste goal or any goals related to that?
0: Yeah, so we have a sustainability action plan that we passed back in 2015 And it's more generally related to reductions in in things being landfilled. So that would include uh, food waste. Um, Back in 2015, when the Sustainability Action Plan came together, um, the the team really at the time had a a vision of, you know, the state of Florida has this goal of 75% diversion. Let's, you know, make that our goal as well. So that was the 2020 target. of 75%. And then there was also a 2030 target of 90% diversion from the landfill. So these are massive goals. Um, And so if you follow, you know, um, the Florida, how they've been doing with that goal in 2016, they started experiencing declines and it has not gone up and they're nowhere near those targets. Um, The city itself is also facing a lot of challenges in terms of recycling. I'm sure you're aware of um, you know the impacts of uh, national sword um, policy and how that kind of changed recycling as well as you know here in our region charlie we're in a really tough situation where we don't have a sorting facility um, everything of ours gets taken out to um, coco uh, to their sorting facility there which is run by waste management so mm-hmm. so yeah so we've got goals related to recyclable and we and, and and you know we have you know, recognized. you know, how much of solid waste is, is, is food. Um, so we're doing a couple things. One thing is we have a, you know, a backyard composter program where we have residents take first a class um, that we partner with UF IFAS Extension Orange County on, on how do you actually compost? Um, Tia Salvasi is, is amazing. She does a great job with our classes and, basically lets people know that, you know, if you want to compost, there are some steps and there's some kind of like very basics to understanding composting. We, we instituted that because um, in the past, we had just kind of given them away without having a class. And um, it's not something that you just can figure out, you know, so it's not incredibly difficult, but at the same time, it's not super easy. So we saw the benefit and people mm-hmm. have, you know, told us, thank you so much for offering that class.
1: Yeah, so that's not to throw City of Orlando under the bus, but that's what they've done with their backyard composters in 2014. And initially, they had a huge amount of uh, participants who wanted to get the backyard composters. But now, if you drive around the City of Orlando, uh, you see a lot of them at the curb for bulk garbage pickup. So that, that's really smart of Winter Park.
0: Yeah, basically, we noticed that, you know, Uh, I, you know, to to, to prop up our friends at City of Orlando, they made some great videos um, related to composting. So we wanted to steal those initially, and we did, um, and shared those uh, with folks. But we really recognize that, you know, there's just such a benefit to being in a classroom, whether it's in person or virtually, and being able to ask questions that even if it's on the screen, the answer, you just want to get them answered at that moment to be sure. So yeah, so we are, um, you know, very proud of our our composter program. We've given out almost 300 in the last uh, three years. um, And it's been, you know, good for us in terms of just being able to count those people as people who actually care about, you know, food Mm -hmm. waste diversion from the landfill. Uh, Another project or program or initiative that we have right now um, coming up is Florida Food Prevention Week, which I'm I'm sure you've heard about um, Florida Food Waste Prevention Week. So we're going yeah, to be we're part- actually
1: giving a presentation.
0: Oh, that's great. So we'll probably be sharing your presentation um, because we're just going to basically work from their social media calendar there and um, try and share stuff um, to our citizens uh, via our uh, sustainability newsletter, which people can sign up at citywinterpark.org slash volunteer. Um, or uh, also we're going to be sharing it through our city socials. Um, so. So yeah, so we're excited to be a part of Florida Food Waste Prevention Week. Um, and you know the whole point of that is education and, and, and kind of just bringing about more awareness about how much food gets wasted for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. some of which you know we're able to do here and maybe people aren't able to do in other countries, like, doesn't look right, so I'm not gonna eat it. Or, oh, the expiration date says this, but it looks perfectly fine, but I'm gonna throw it away anyway. Um, or you're just not familiar with, you know, you can freeze things, can things, preserve things. Um, And so we're really excited to kind of reduce the amount of food waste first, right? And then of course, whatever's left over, I hope that folks will compost it. Um, We also have uh, the Recollect uh, app, which is an app that is on our website. Um, citywinterpark.org slash think twice, and you, we have a what goes where tool where people can put in food scraps, and it kind of tells them where what they can do with it. Obviously, the major reason we have that tool is to help people um, not contaminate the recycling stream, but mm-hmm. we've also been able to use it for different things like food scraps. So if you type in food scraps, it'll tell you put it in the trash. In other words, don't put it in the recycling bin, um, but it'll yeah. also give you... <laughs>
1: I mean, I was going to ask, would it be a good idea to put O-Town compost as an outlet?
0: Well, perhaps. I'll have to look into that. But (laughs) at this point, at this point, what we are actually doing is we're telling folks about our neighbors and friends at City of Orlando because they have a collection um, that's free that is available to folks that's not very far from Um, our city boundary Um, so we have that as an option for folks to just kind of again just trying to build awareness of there's another place that you can put food scraps other than your garbage Mm
1: -hmm. Um, yeah cool and um, has the city of winter park ever in the past done a waste characterization study or if not uh, what percentage of the residential and commercial uh, waste stream do you estimate is organic waste?
0: <clears throat> so we haven't done a waste characterization study. You know, that that did come up at one point. We we have a, a citizen advisory bar, board called uh, the Keep Winter Park Beautiful and Sustainable Advisory Board. They meet monthly every Tuesday um, at 11.45. I'm sorry, every third Tuesday. And um, they looked at that, but they more looked at it from the point, uh, from the viewpoint of um, recycling contamination. A lot of our, You know, neighboring communities are having issues with contamination. And so we considered it for that reason. But um, Winter Park actually has very little contamination. We have very little rejections of our recyclables. So in the end, because we are relatively a very small program with a very limited budget. um, The amount of money that I would have taken to do that um, would have taken a big chunk of, of our budget. So because we weren't having issues with, you know, that kind of major contamination, we did not. Go through yeah. it. Um, however, just like based on you know, generally it's usually the second you know by weight amount of what you are disposing of of uh, municipal solid waste is waste food. So we have looked at general kind of um, estimates uh, of of how much food waste people produce, and and in the end that that helped us make our decision to have the backyard composting program. Uh, over two-thirds of our uh, housing stock is actually single family households. Um, so we definitely see the potential of having an impact if all, you know if a, a good am- amount of our single family homes have their own composters.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, you know I, I, I want to talk about budget, city budget because a lot of our audience, <laughs> you know as composters, I highly recommend getting to know your sustainability people, your your council members, your mayor. Um, But a lot of composters don't understand uh, why there isn't any funding for something like community composting, which is the most significant portion of the waste stream, Uh, especially when, you know, you want to be spending those dollars effectively. So um, you know how does how does the sustainability budget work, and how do you make adjustments to that? The- so we
0: have we basically have a couple of pots of money that we have of, like available to us to do certain programs. Um, in terms of waste, um, the the city through its franchise agreement with Waste Pro has about twenty five k that it gets every year to kind of run recycling and education programs, which. Is not a lot when you think about it long-term. <laughs> um, and so that, 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 and that at the same time was also supposed to help us with kind of paying for the one part-time person that we have. Um, so it, it doesn't go very far, unfortunately. Um, and then, so it is really about, you know, kind of uh, putting this in future budgets and it has to be a priority. Um, it, it can't just be me saying it. So we definitely need our residents to speak to our commissioners um, and our city management, let them know that this is a priority for them. You know, we I mean, would go I ahead. Mean,
1: when does the contract expire with Waste Pro? It's
0: a great question. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I actually wrote that one down, even though it's kind of already in the forefront of my mind. Um, that actually terminates on October 31st, 2026. Um, so, oh, <laughs> yeah, we've got time, Charlie. So, <clears throat> So but I mean, they only have um, certain things right they only have exclusive rights to um, our municipal solid waste. However, within our agreement, we did say that they could do nothing to preclude us from increasing diversion. So that's why we're able to, you know, put, you know, recommend to folks Oh, if you live in multifamily or something like that, you know, there are other options like Oh town compost, who's, a, who's on our registered haulers list. Um, and. Uh, so yeah, so they can't really do anything to stop us from doing things like that. But yes, you know, they have the exclusivity to our solid waste. And so there are these long term kind of agreements, right, um, that, yeah. that exist and that make it
1: challenging. I mean, that is uh, such a good clause to have um, because, yeah, I, I have heard a lot of situations where the municipality is kind of locked into a franchise agreement and uh, something like just diverting food waste uh, from the composter standpoint is technically illegal, and um, yeah, as long as they can't stop you from decreasing diversion, which you know, everyone wins if the food waste isn't ending up in the landfill. So,
0: yeah, we we included them in the conversation too. As soon as we started seeing you know this interest from the private, as well as you know, we talked to our friends and. In Orlando, because we have these, you know, goals of diversion, um, and we included Waste Pro in that conversation and said, "Give us your numbers. How much would you charge us to haul this to, for example?" Um, down to um, Reedy Creek, you know, to to, to get it through their anaerobic digester, but that's no longer a thing. Um, But anyway, you know, that that was one thing that we had done, and, and, you know, it's not like we're keeping them out of the conversation. If if they can provide us, you know, an option that's that works for us, then we will uh, consider it.
1: Okay. Uh, Yeah, thanks for for that. And I was just curious, um, you know, what advice do you have for small scale, I like to call micro haulers or uh, composters like O-Town Compost, as we try to achieve our goal, which is to remove as much, you know, recycle as much food waste as possible and um, do it, you know, uh, so we're able to sustain ourselves, you know, not get um, overly run ragged, but also work with the city. Like Winter Park is notoriously a uh, pretty wealthy municipality in the, in Central Florida, and also, you know, um, has a lot of residents that, you know, maybe, um, you know, not as privy to composting.
0: Yeah, so we're, I mean, what we're doing is, on our side is trying to make composting, you know, we want people to know that, hey, you're a City Winter Park resident, you can get a composter for free, can you believe it? Like these are really nice earth machine composters and we've got classes for you to take. Um, and we are also saying, hey, you don't wanna take care of it, there are private industry that that are willing to take it for you. Um, so I think that the, the more that you are able to build your customers and create a product that people are interested in that serve their needs you know we had a conversation i remember um, where we were talking about you know the potential of having a food waste collection along park avenue and really you know sure you could you could be our you know we could be your client the city um But honestly, I think you'd probably make more working separately with those businesses than working with us because, you know, we don't have a budget. So, you know, you're having to discount us. Whereas, you know, so I think it makes sense to make a product that people are willing to pay for. And and I think when you you think about your customer, about, you know, convenience to them and also work with the city. So, you know, we have some um, constraints in regards to You know the narrowness of that of that road um, along uh, parallel to park avenue and you know restrictions in terms of what we would want back there the fact that you're able to think of solutions as to you know how how you would still run an efficient um program and and be able to get what you, you need from them out to your truck in a way that we're okay with it that's excellent so that communication is so important with the municipality to understand why if anything there's some hesitation with the program um, and and kind of work through it
1: so we have started servicing one client on park avenue with that you know that technique so that the bins aren't you know in the back alley they're clogging up traffic and they're unsightly so yeah that is one of the private industry's advantages um but yeah that's i think that's good advice is just keep doing what you're doing. And um, how, I mean, you, how important is it when the residents of city of winter park or, you know, another municipality contact the council members or, you know, the the city and let them know that they want um, to bring something like composting to the forefront. How, how much impact does that have on decision-making.
0: It's huge, I mean, it's it's definitely the squeaky wheel gets the grease, um, you know? <laughs> I love um, that and, saying. <laughs> but it's so true, and and it's a bummer sometimes, because, you know, if you work a lot, you know, if you're working multiple jobs, you don't have time to squeak. You're trying to just, you know, you're trying to work. You're, you're not able to squeak, so, but at the same time, if this is really important to you, you should say something. Um, you should take advantage of, there are multiple methods. You can go to the city commission meetings, which are uh, the second and fourth Wednesday of every month. Um, You can send your commissioners direct emails. You can send city management direct emails. You can make phone calls. All of these items are kind of like, you know, within your grasp and have an incredible impact. So I would encourage anyone who who feels like this is not being prioritized by the city to contact the city, um, specifically the city commissioners and the city management, and let them know um, how important it actually is to them. Because you know, we we passed our sustainability action plan in 2015, and right now we're actually in the middle of doing um, work sessions and community outreach to do an update to our sustainability action plan. Because it's already 2020, uh, so we've already we're at that point. So we need new targets. Um, we need. Um, new goals and uh, or or we need to refresh our goals objectives and you know as you know the market has completely changed in terms of recyclables Um, and it'll change again I'm sure so we kind of have to think about these things right now so we actually have a survey out on our website citywinterpark.org slash sustainability Um, we have our community survey there that we hope people will fill out to let us know what they think we should be prioritizing in our update this this coming fall um, at this point we're having work sessions every month um, with other advisory boards and we we invite the community to come to those um, on Wednesday uh, we'll we'll be having one with our utilities advisory board um, mm-hmm. to bring them together to talk about you know the other parts like related to energy and water conservation
1: um, yeah and, and um, you know I, I I agree and I look at O-Town compost mailing list of over 300 people with like, uh, you know, a lot of reverence. What, you know, how would somebody show up to one of these meetings and, you know, how would they promote something uh, like composting or something that they wanted to take action on? And, you know, does it have to be a, a lot of people like, or,
0: no, it can be one person. One person can have a big impact. I would say it's nice for them to recognize that there is a, a a program already in place in terms of there's somebody like myself that works at the city that looks at this stuff. So it's nice to just kind of follow up or even look at our website citywinterpark.org/sustainability so that you're kind of coming in from some you right. know point of of reference. Um, and then also, but no, it could be you know easily one person. The nice thing right now is that we have the ability to do all this virtually. So you can do your citizen comments from the comfort of your home. Um, you don't have to come to the meeting. Um, there are always at five o'clock citizen comments at the commission meetings. Um, you just, you know, give your name and address and you have three minutes to talk about whatever you want. Um, you know, that's not on the agenda. So that, that's that's the best way I would say to to kind of get yourself prepped up for that. You can do it as a single person or. Um, as a group, and then we have our um, advisory board meetings as well, um, which they might refer you to. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, so, so that's another option yeah. that's coming to ours. We do citizen comments as well.
1: I know you uh, recommended a while back that I come to the advisory uh, meetings. I, yeah, just curious, um, you know, how you saw, like, what value could I add to the, the meeting?
0: Well, as a citizen or a community member, you're a business you know, that works in our community. Um, it just lets them know that you're paying attention to what they're, they're working on. And also that you have ideas and you're a resource. Um, you know, I think that uh, we're, we're very supportive of, of businesses in the city of Winter Park. We, we launched a green business recognition program for businesses in the city uh, a few years ago because we knew how important it is to be supportive of our businesses who are already doing this and also to kind of encourage other businesses to do it so they can learn from each other. So Mm -hmm. definitely, you know, we, we always welcome our business community to come to our meetings um, as well as the city commission meetings.
1: Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's awesome. And I think that's super valuable for our listeners, other community composters who, you know, are passionate individuals, but they may not know how to like navigate the municipal structure. And um, I think you look at some community composters who have been doing this for 10 years now. And eventually you move on from, you know, private households and businesses, you start uh, answering, you start uh, proposing on RFPs from municipalities and that's what i hope o-town compost will be uh able to do uh in the future when um winter park you know decides they want to start curbside composting or doing something along those lines so
0: yeah definitely i you know another kind of um you know how to get your foot in the door in a community is also you know um we are also a keep america beautiful affiliate so Keep America Beautiful, you know, part of their tenets is to increase recycling, you know, to beautify your communities. And something like um, composting is something that I've always had support from um, the state of Florida's um, grant program. So our 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 uh, composters are paid by the Florida Department of Transportation. Um, there is a lot of support there um, that that I hope people are aware of um, through their Keep America Beautiful affiliates. So if you don't know who your nearest affiliate is, it might be your, your city or your county, you probably wanna reach out to those folks because they might be the recycling coordinators for a city or for or for a county and so, we'll connect okay. you.
1: Yeah, I mean, for example, O-Town Compost, we went in partnership with Ideas For Us, a nonprofit, We. Did a cleanup of Lake Baldwin thanks to Keep Winter Park Beautiful. So, um, how would one go about like receiving grant funding for composting?
0: So, what we've done in the past is an example of a partnership that we did. So, we had an idea on our end because, you know, um, we have a lot of 5Ks that go through here in Winter Park um, and um, Track Shack, which is a local organizer who does a lot of these 5Ks. They were super interested in, um, you know, how can they make their events more sustainable? And one thing that had really come up at um, national parks that do these kind of 5Ks is, um, you know, we don't want people bringing waste in. We don't want there to be the race cups that are all over the place. So what they would start doing was using reusable race cups. And so we partnered with Track Shack to essentially make their run for the trees uh, 5K that occurs here in um, in our city limits in April, to make it completely um, no, no no cups no no disposable cups. So what we did was we used that some of our F dot grant um, to pay for the reusable cups as well as to use uh, to pay for. Um, uh, cooler water coolers so people could rapidly refill their race cups and so they didn't have to bring in, which they had been, you know, having to do, bringing in water when you can easily hook up to our, our fire pumps, thank you to our waste and water and our fire folks who to help them to do that, uh, you know, they can still use our water utility water. Um, and then also, um, you know, instead of them having to deal with all that waste at the end and, and able to have something that they could reuse at their next race or reuse, you know, when they're training. Right. Um, so that's just one example of, of how we can partner with an organization and kind of use our funding. So the, the timeline for that is usually the RFP goes out to all the keep uh, Florida beautiful affiliates. Usually around like November or something like that, we all have to write our proposals, and then we apply at the end of December, and we find out if we get it in about like around December January. So definitely, if you've got an idea that that matches our kind of overall initiatives of diverting, uh, you know, waste as well as matches up with you know kind of keep uh, America beautifuls, you know, increase and- increase recycling and beautification, we're all about it.
1: Okay. And is that for like ongoing projects or is that for kind of one time?
0: It's usually like a one time, but we've done it with race uh with track shack. I think we did it for two years and then of course we had COVID. Um so uh, we just were able to we, we bought it for 2020 and they're gonna use it this year for 2021.
1: And this sounds like, I mean, Keep America Beautiful is nationwide. So this would be an opportunity for any community composter around the country, get in touch with their local municipality and, you know, talk with ways you can partner on the RFP.
0: Yeah, because I think the, so ours is through the Florida Department of Transportation, but I think other Department of Transportation's across the country also have this kind of it's part of their kind of litter prevention program that's what they consider Uh, it Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's it's my goal one day to get the florida dot to start buying uh, o-town compost o-town black (laughs) gold uh so that we can you know put line the highways with that and decrease sediments and nutrient you know oil chemical runoffs um, but yeah, that, that's really good information to know. And I'll try to link to something, uh, in the show notes about that. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, I think this is the last, um, you know, kind of the last bit I wanted to talk with you about Vanessa. Thank you so much. And I hope I've been like relatively gentle, not, uh, yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Although
0: now, now I'm worried. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so, you know, imagine it's 2026. The contract with Waste Pro is expiring. You, uh, you're very intelligent. You've looked at other municipalities around the country, Austin, Texas, Portland, Oregon, you know, up in Massachusetts, and you've seen curbside composting divert a significant portion of the residential waste stream. And you've noticed that um I mean I would love to know your opinion about pay as you throw trash uh the trash structure where you're actually the resin is charged by the the size of their container. Um but what you know what uh your personal opinion what do you think would you like to see in Winter Park in 2026?
0: Well One thing that you can't ignore is is money, and and I think here it's very cheap to landfill, and I think that's a big challenge that we have, as opposed to our friends that are like up north and in the west, because landfilling is expensive there. It's very cheap to landfill here. It's you know, with recycling, it's almost half. We're getting to that point here, and and I think the half the cost, and and I think that. You can't ignore that, but at the same t- so, so with that in mind, you know, when you talk about pay as you throw, people have to be able to see the benefit of it. They have to be able to see it in their bill. If they don't, you know, it's like, um,
1: I mean, isn't that what pay as you throw is intended to do? Is that is
0: definitely the intention, but there are so many different pay as you throw kind of models. Like, you know, there's the one where you have to go and buy like bags of a certain size, Right. And you know, stuff like that. So I, you know, in, in our community in Winter Park, I wouldn't see something like that necessarily working. I would see it more if like it's the, the infrastructure, right? So you get a smaller can, um, like the smaller right. container and you start with that, as opposed to having to ask someone to go get bags um to 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 get a better price. Um, because like you mentioned, a lot of our community is affluent and so they have choices. Um, and so I I don't you have to make it as simple as possible for yeah. them and for everyone. You know, if you want people to make, it's like, you know, healthy food, you got to make it as easy as possible for people to get it or else they're going to go with whatever's right in front of them because, you know, you know, people are busy. They just don't have time. So, um, you know, I think that that's part of our goals with our backyard composting program and the education that we pair with it is that we want people to start being like, yeah, composting is normal. Sorting my food is normal. You know, as I'm making my smoothie in the morning, knowing that I'm going to put it in a container in the freezer because I'm eventually going to compost it as opposed to putting it in the garbage, you know, that that you have to kind of create that education and that behavior change. And it does take time. And I hope that through our programs and, you know, with private companies coming in like O-Town Compost, I hope it becomes more normalized and a more kind of thing where people start demanding, you know, more uh, a, a much easier process, and saying, "Well, why can't it be paired with my yard waste? Why can't I put my food in there? Why, why do I have to go through? You know, or those kind of options." Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want businesses like you to go out of <laughs> out of business. Um, you know, so I'm not going to say I want it to be completely a public, you know, uh, thing. I, I do think there's a place for private industry here and for entrepreneurs to figure out the most cost effective way. Um, that can benefit them and benefit us and benefit our community. So, but I do think that um, you have to create the awareness. We have to start talking more bluntly about food waste um, and and how we respect food and and just generally our local food system. And that's something that, you know, as a part of the city of Winter Park, we're part of Good Food Central Florida, which is a food policy council, and we're doing our best, all of us, to try and you know, message, you know, to all of our community, how this is important right now. This is not something that will be important in the future. We have to talk about it now.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why we're really targeting Orange County public schools um, and just the next generation partnering with Four Roots Farm, which is a sustainability educational farm. You know, they're more focused on teaching Uh, students and and adults where their food is coming from and we're more just the let's recycle as much food waste as we can Um, but that that's I'm glad you brought that up about uh, the convenience factor which no composter should discount and the low tipping fees at the landfill I'm you know, Winter Park takes their, their trash to the Seminole County landfill. Is that also around $35 a ton?
0: Yeah, it's about 34.
1: Orange County is about 35. Yeah. And um, okay, let me just ask one more question. Um, You know, this is something that uh, cities have done in partnership with private businesses or community composters where they may choose to subsidize a subscription. Uh, you know, our our composting subscription model is very convenience based. We just provide a bucket, pick it up off someone's porch. They don't even have to bring it to the curb, and uh, it's about the right size for you know uh, what someone would generate in a week. And we even send them a reminder text so uh, the night before so they don't forget putting out their bucket, but. You know, is that uh, something that could uh, feasibly work out in 2026, um, potentially?
0: I mean, it really have to come from the citizens and and that they wanted something like that to happen. Also, I would say, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, we don't even have to think as far as 2026, Charlie, like, you know, pilots are a great way to try things. And I think we're definitely open to pilots. you know, and, and, you know, really on a small scale, you know, you mentioned schools, we have a green school grant program um, that we put out every year. It's a competitive grant program and um, students often will partner with someone like, you know, Ideas for Us or someone like that to build a community garden. As long as it achieves our sustainability action plan goals, which would include waste diversion, this could be an example of working with a school putting in some kind of a pilot. Again, it is just like a project, right? But it's to see that it actually works and, right. and if you can scale up. So that's that's one example that, you know, we'll be putting those out in the fall, um, the RFP for that. Um, so so I, I do think that as long as there was, you know, interest in it, it's something that we can consider, um, but definitely there has to be enough interest that the that, at that the commission, um, that the city administration is willing to, you know, put funds towards that, uh, as you, you know, my, my budget is not very large, um, so I couldn't really subsidize that much for a large scale pro- uh, project, but definitely for a small scale, yeah. and I would think I'm not alone in that with our communities, we all are, as a sustainability program office, you know, we have little pots of money. I have a little pot of money from the electric utility that I have to run our energy conservation program um, from, you know, I have a little pot of money from the public works department that I have to uh, use to do our, uh, you know, natural resources and watershed cleanups and stuff related to lakes. So we've all got like these little tiny pots of money that we're trying to do as much as possible as we can. So I think we're open to it.
1: I think even a couple of dollars off a subscription for a lot of people would, uh, you know, make the difference and push them.
0: And I think what our what our community has expressed in the past too is this: can we target it to specific communities? So, like low income communities right. that it's available specifically for those folks, as opposed to you know some others who might not necessarily need it immediately. So right. I think that's something that would also be an interesting thing to think about in terms of a proposal to a city.
1: Yeah. And I know we provided the city of Winter Park a quote on what it would take to staff a free food waste drop off booth at the farmer's market. And our price was a little too high for your low budget. But um, (laughs) um, I, you know, I expressed this to you, but I felt like a a fluent uh, community like Winter Park, You know, not too many people would go out of their way to bring their food scraps to the farmer's market. But am am I wrong with that?
0: I think that, you know, we have a we have a captive market with our Winter Park farmer's market. It's very popular. It's one of the most popular farmer's market in our region. So I think that the nice thing about having it there is that we know a lot of folks regularly go there, Mm. Um, but it's an everyday market. And, and I totally understand the issues of the scale, um, the time of having a volunteer there the whole time or not a volunteer, even worse, a paid person. Um, so I totally get it. And, and that's what that, that those are our constraints. And that's why I don't want to do anything to, you know, make it difficult for a, a private business to be entrepreneurial and figure out how to make it work. Just because it doesn't work with, you know, us doesn't mean it wouldn't work with somebody else. But I do think that um, there are opportunities uh, for us to kind of you know, help get the word out about these options. Um, you know, our options of those who have the, the room and the interest to put in a backyard composter. And those who just you know, would prefer to have the convenience of having a private hauler like uh, O-Town Compost do it for them.
1: OK, wow. Yeah, well, I think that was all my questions. Vanessa, I feel like this has been the most helpful episode I've ever had on this podcast. Um, For me, a lot, but also for the other composters around the country who, you know, may not have as much experience talking with their municipality and after they listen to this, they're going to get on it. So um, thank you so much for this conversation.
0: Uh, it's my pleasure charlie you've been really great to work with and really excited to see all the awesome things you're you're kind of motivating and and helping us do here in winter park and in our region so thanks for the opportunity
1: yeah no problem take care Me too if you enjoy the community composting podcast and want to support future episodes please follow the link in the episode show notes to give a Small monthly recurring donation, even if it's five, to ten dollars a month, we'll continue to come out with killer content to keep the grassroots movement rolling.